Uh, what did the tornado say to the coconut tree? I don't know. I feel like I should get a joke like that. I have no idea. Hold on to your nuts. This is no ordinary blowjob. <laughs> get a little bit of gasoline. I'm going to make it burn. I'm going to make it burn. Let's go. You are now listening to the You Run podcast, the only horror movie review podcast completely run and controlled, not by me and Mark, your hosts, but by you, our listeners. Hey, Scoob, we're on the radio, bro. You want to die tonight? Zoinks. <laughs> you choose the movies. You score them. You review them. You do it all. Because after all, this is not our show. This is your show. It's not perfect. It has its problems. The You Run Podcast. It was just weird. I don't know. It's like a weird thought. The You Run Podcast. Bitch, you better not forget about me. Don't you ever forget about me. Hey, this is Naomi Grossman, best known as Copper from American Horror Story. Hi, it's Imitation Dave. You son of a bitch. Just make sure you fucking listen. This was fucking incredible. He's the one you need to blame. Get a little bit of gasoline. Hello, welcome to the You Run podcast. My name is Scott. And my name is Mark. And this is our super secret special episode. We put in a huge amount of work on the show every week and we do it all for you. You choose the movies, you you do everything. And I'm not going to lie to you. We're going to change things up today because... You're all invited, but this is not for you. This is an entirely selfish episode from me and Mark. And something we wanted to do for a while, and I still get requests for. So to everyone who's requested this, this is for you. Um, This week, there'll be no three-word reviews. There'll be none of your facts, none of your opinions, uh, not even a recommended account. What we're going to do instead is give you the most balls-to-the-wall, insane episode you will ever hear and have ever heard from us. So many, 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 many moons ago, not long after Mark got involved in the show, uh, we reviewed the first instalment of this movie. I fucking hated it. And Mark wasn't a fan either. We then done a very drunken live review of the second instalment of this. I still hated it with a fucking passion. Uh, And Mark then went fully on board and and loved it. Um, And today... I get to say, oh, hell no, as we review the third movie in this franchise. Now, there's something about this franchise that keeps it from keeps me from being a right grumpy gills. Uh, I'm not telling any great white lies today, and I promise there'll be no fissy business. So hold on tight. The shark is about to hit the tornado. And we'll see you on the other tide of the trailer. The first one chomped its way through Los Angeles and touched America's hearts. The second one took a bite of the Big Apple and broke the internet before breaking the internet was even a thing. Now, the biggest one yet is about to devour the entire East Coast. I think we're going to start calling it the Feast Coast. That's right. While those other movies wait years, even decades, to release sequels, we give the people what they want as soon as it's sort of ready. Not again. I know how this is going to sound, but I can sense these storms now. These sharks, they have a scent. It's not a pretty one. Sharknados have now been reported all up and down the East Coast. They're everywhere. 
Is this going to be the big one? Is this going to be one we can't contain? Emerging Sharknados? Sharky King. Millions of people are gonna die. So you really are saving the world. You don't know how to stop being a hero. This isn't about being a hero. This is about us. This is about our family. What do we do now? We fight. Hey, one by one, I beat you down. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Bit by bit, I ain't messing around. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Cause I've had it up to here. Now I'm ready to make it clear. I'm out for the kill. Oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. God bless America. Sharknado 3, Oh Hell No, premieres Wednesday, July 22nd at 9. I'm gonna kill all of them. Every last one of them. Tried that three times. Only on Sci-Fi. Man, you probably put way too much effort into that than this required. <laughs> if the trailer has not given it away, we are covering Sharknado 3. Oh, hell no. And yes, that's actually what they called this movie. <laughs> um, I thought I knew what I was in for watching this. I've seen two of this shit franchise already and suffered through them. Um, I was very, very, very wrong. <laughs> I'm. I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> oh, how the mighty have fallen. I've fallen to the earth with a big bump. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to get into it because there's literally so much to go through. I, if we delay it, this could be a, a four-hour episode. I'm okay with that, to be honest with you. I'm happy to sit here and talk about this for four hours. <laughs> Uh, we open with Finn. Uh, you'll remember him. He's Mark's hero uh, from the first two movies. Uh, yep. Sprinting through Washington, D.C., where he's collected by two Secret Service agents who drive him towards the White House. There's some fabulous cameos in this first scene when he's running. Did you spot the CGI bird from Birdemic? No. I feel <laughs> like I should have done. Was that in there? When he runs past the, the, the I don't know, past the park, there's a CGI seagull that, honest to God, looks like it's come straight out of Birdemic and it kind of does this weird non-flappy wing takeoff and disappears into the sky. Oh, man, you only have to assume that was done deliberately for that reason, don't you? I, I hope so. Are, are they tying these two franchises together? That would be the goal. That would but, be fucking awesome. Birdnado. Oh. <laughs> oh, Elise would love it as well. Glo- global warming gone mad. You've got the birds up there and the sharks are eating them as well. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Uh, uh, um, they get stopped by this weird protest when he gets in the truck. What was that all about? I don't know. I don't know. Because you, you mentioned about the cameos early on. The first one that I noticed was rap R&B star Neo as a secret agent. Did you catch that? Who picks him up? <laughs> no, I missed that completely. No, he's not that great, Neo, to be honest with you. But I was very surprised to see him in here straight away in the opening scene. I was like, is that Neo? And then I looked again. I was like, holy shit, that's Neo. What the fuck's he doing here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they have this, there's a weird protest going on. It stops the the Secret Service agents getting through. Honestly, there's 15 people and about eight signs stood in the road. They just need to say, get out the fucking way. 
Yeah, I mean, this is a secret service, by the way. And they are stopped by what can only be described as a queue in a butcher's. Um, (laughs) 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 um, Yeah, it it makes no sense whatsoever. I can only assume that this was due to budgetary reasons and they couldn't afford enough extras. Uh, I'm guessing so. Uh, When they are stopped, Finn gets out of the car and runs the remainder of the way to the White House. Uh, He's greeted by the Secretary of State who hands him a soup and tells him he needs to clean up. Um, (laughs) We cut from here to an award ceremony where President Mark Cuban from USA's Shark Tank. uh, Is that where he's from? Yeah. I was going to say to you because I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. We're going to meet the president. Like, surely the president in the Sharknado universe is going to be someone fucking awesome. If they're getting all these cameos and stuff in, it's going to be someone really, really cool. No, it's a UK, it's a US equivalent of Dragon's Den, and he's like the he's like the big arsehole. Uh, I had no idea who was. Like, oh, that's fucking disappointing. Like uh, I was I, expecting someone really cool, like fucking I don't know, even like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something to come on and do it, and something just really daft and off the wall like that. But yeah, no, we, we just got the guy from Shark Tank who 100 percent was picked because he was in a program called Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mentioning Shark Tank, there are a lot of references like that. As we go through, and I'll try to pick up as many as I can. <laughs> At the awards, Finn gets the highest award ever. And it does have a name, but I'll be honest, I was so lost in the opening scenes that I didn't even catch what award he gets. He gets like equivalent of a Medal no, of Valor. I got this. It is the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm. Because we have this big build-up, like, Finn's running to save the day. Like, this is like, oh, my God, what's happening? This shit's going down. He's being stopped by this butcher's queue, and everybody's losing their mind. The whole town's going crazy, and, and Finn's running. And you've got, like, this proper action-paced music, like it's all about to come to some big climax. And yeah. it turns out he's just late for some fucking award ceremony. I was like, <laughs> that's, that's fucking brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's great. So Finn gets that crappy award. Um, and then Finn gets presented with a second award from the mayor of New York City. Um, so in number two, Finn saved New York and the mayor then presents Finn with the Golden Chainsaw Award, which is literally a battery powered chainsaw that someone has spray painted gold. Yeah, this is like a Makita battery powered chainsaw that's been painted gold. And it's called the Order of the Golden Chainsaw. What the fuck, man? I was like. <laughs> What is this Harry Potter reference shit that's going on in here? I have no idea where this is going. Who else is going to win that award? Is next year's winner Leatherface, and the year <laughs> after that is Ash. These are <laughs> the three candidates for that award. <laughs> uh, also, other chainsaws are available, not just Makita. Dewalt is also out there. Uh, but don't buy Dewalt; it's shit. Yeah, very true. Um, after this, there's a quick meeting with Joan Collins. What the fuck was Joan Collins doing there about a book deal? No, it's Jackie Collins, the writer. Jackie Collins, sorry, not Joan Collins, Jackie Collins. Yeah, there is so many cameos in this scene alone. I I couldn't keep track. I literally couldn't keep track of who was who. I was seeing faces pop up, and I was like, I know you. I'm sure I know who you are, but I don't know who you are, if that makes sense. Yeah, so you get get Jackie Collins, and then straight after that, you get Lou Ferrego, the Incredible Hulk. This one was my (laughs) favourite. He's like, let's take a photo. And then he does (laughs) a set. He grabs him like in a headlock and takes a selfie with Finn. And then as this happened, a Sharknado strikes and the the Hulk turns around and goes, you don't want to make me angry before being torn to pieces by a shark. (laughs) 
And bear in mind, they're inside, but a shark is flying around inside at this point. Yeah, it just comes out of nowhere as well. Like, I'm assuming at this point, the writers are just like, we all know why we're here. Let's not even fucking bother trying to explain why this is happening again. Yeah, I storyline with this, it's there's going to be Sharknadoes. We will put them in where we want, regardless of whether it fits with what we've written. It's, yeah. it's, it's almost like a six-year-old come along afterwards with a crayon and just wrote Sharknado across certain scenes. <clears throat> yeah, uh, well, you do get the brief scene outside where Finn's having a one-on-one with the president. And he now explains that he can smell the storms. He's at he's at one with the Sharknado storms, and he can sense them. And he tells the president that we need to evacuate DC because it's coming. And yeah. he doesn't just say it's coming because he feels it's coming. He he literally goes, "I can smell the sharks now since New York. I can smell them. I can feel it in the air." And I'm like, "What the fuck is this Jedi shit you're talking about?" Ah, uh, it, it, and that comes full circle later. We'll come back to Jedi <laughs> shit when we get, get further through. Uh, um, the next scene I'll be honest absolutely blew my mind Um, well the bad CGI blew my mind (laughs) Uh, along with the scene as well but the bad CGI in this is they've not improved since number one I have to feel like this is a a choice what a choice to be shit yeah because I feel like with all the cameos they've had and all the ridiculously in your face advertising that we see throughout this film which I'm sure we'll get to um, I can only assume that the budget was there to make the CGI better. I feel like they're like, nah, people want it to be shit. People enjoy it because it's shit. Let's just keep it shit. Yeah, and they they, they really do stick to that. <laughs> um, so the White House, bear in mind again, we are inside, fills with CGI sharks as they fly freely around the halls and corridors of the White House and this big open room where they're doing this presentation. Yeah destroying but, everything and pulling walls down and it's mad it's mad it all just goes to shit very very quickly yeah so why this is happening inside outside sharks are battering the city um so much so they batter the washington monument so it rips in half and flies up into the tornado <laughs> yeah it's ridiculous it really is ridiculous yeah i the president and finn after discovering sharks in a secured bunker this was just fucking insane so <laughs> So they're being taken by the Secret Service. They're getting the president to the presidential bunker in the White House, which I'm assuming is quite a few layers underground. Yeah, and you've got to only assume that this is wrapped in like severe amounts of lead and steel, and yeah, you you, you can't you can't just penetrate something like that. It's gonna be it's yeah. gonna be severely severely locked down. Of course, yeah, but... this is this is bomb proof. Um, when they get down there, Finn's going. This is silly. Water goes downhill. They open the door. And sharks fly out of the secure bunker, killing everybody except Finn and the president, who are unscathed. Another thing as well, right? How do the laws of physics work within this universe? Because surely once you're inside a room, you do not have the momentum of a tornado. So how are these things still flying freely? Am I looking into this too much? Do you know what? Yeah. I'm not going to waste my time. Let's move on. We'll just brush over it. Sharks fly everywhere in this. Tornadoes are everywhere, but they don't move curtains, just sharks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the president and Finn run away and they go we need to get to the armory this is after Finn's killed one with a medieval sword from the wall that was cool that I like that the way he threw it at it and it just stabbed it and it dropped I was like yeah that's awesome go on Finn I love Finn he's my hero (laughs) they kept the laws of gravity great in this as well so as soon as you kill a shark the sharknado no longer works and it just hits the deck yeah it is as if they actually fly. It's not like they are done by the momentum of the, na- the, the 
the NATO. The NATO. So, the NATO. It's like, like the NATO is carrying them through. As soon as they are hit by a bullet or anything like that, they immediately drop to the floor. Like the yeah. wings no longer work. Yeah, so they go to the armory and they get armoured up. The next scene is insane. We've got this yeah. long corridor. and We've got the President of the United States and Finn taking on sharks by unloading stupid amounts of bullets at them first. The president throws a grenade that just magically lands in a shark's mouth, exploding it. As he throws it, he shouts, it's for America, baby. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Absolutely excellent. (laughs) Finn does a, a running knee slide for about... 20 meters while firing semi-automatic weapons at sharks in the sky dude honestly this scene man when he slid across that floor firing them AKs in the air i was like i i can't even anymore i don't even know what to say about this no and then he when he stops a statue falls off and lands in his lap and i think it's a statue head of george washington he then proceeds to smash that into the face of a shark leaving a shark with a george washington head Ah, oh, dude, honestly, it's just fucking insane. And this is all within what, <laughs> eight minutes, minutes in. Yeah, eight minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, this is all before Finn and the president die from a third floor window to escape the sharks. Uh, as they do this, the rest, the the bit of the Washington Monument that I said earlier got whisked up into the sky. Now lands on the White House, destroying it completely. Um, also, while all of this is going on, the vice president, who's played by the most horrible woman on the planet, Anne Coulter. Um, yeah, who, uh, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa. Who is Anne Coulter? Because I recognised her immediately. And I was like, I know who you are, but I don't uh, know why I know who you are. You would probably know her from ce- the celebrity roasts on Comedy Central. Um, she's just an outspoken activist dickhead, basically. What's the woman of the British version of her? Uh, A really nasty piece of work. Kay- Katie someone. Yeah, I know who you mean. I don't yeah. know her name because she's not important and she doesn't deserve publicity. But yeah, that bitch. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, uh, Anne Coulter's the, the US version of her. Um, and she's escaped the, the White House fighting off sharks and going down a set of stairs on a tea tray like a surfboard. That was brilliant. Yeah. Um, if this wasn't enough madness in the opening scene, they end this by the final shark falling from the sky where the president, Finn, and Coulter and someone else who's there uh, pick up the American flag, impaling it, mirroring the Marine Corps War Memorial. We have a very, very self-aware moment where Finn basically might as well have looked at the camera and guess and says, "I guess the rules have changed as the Sharknado floats off into the sky." Basically, telling everybody that this is all now new, mm. and then he he might as well have just looked at the camera and goes, "God bless America." <laughs> it's almost like this is written by the creators of South Park. I was like, this is this would be the creators of South Park with a live cast. This is where they would go. Yeah, definitely. It was it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I was so on board, man. I was so on board. And then that's it. That's it. We get the we get the phenomenal opening credits with the Go 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 go. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, as soon as that happened, as well, I was like. Fuck, man, I feel like I've been watching this 40 minutes already. And I don't mean that in a bad way either, like, because I just feel like everything just escalated to a sort of level that it did straight away. I was like, and then that was it, opening credits. I was like, yes! <laughs> yeah, I, this scene is the scene I would expect as the closing moments of this movie. Yeah, 
and to uh, be honest with you, the pace doesn't slow from this point on. Uh, no, uh, you say that it doesn't slow, but it does change tone. So we go from this mad, insanity, crazy opening scene. Uh, where would you go after that? Universal Studios, of course. I've never been to anywhere like this. I've never been to Disneyland or Universal or anything. Is this legit? Is this how they are? Is this like yeah. what those theme parks are like? Yeah, so th- this is actually filmed in Universal. This is... Oh, it actually is It is there. actually Universal Studios. Um, so we go there and we've got April, who you'll remember from Sharknado 1. Was she in 2? I can't... Yeah, she was in 2. Yes, but I'm going to be honest with you, man. I fucking hate Tara Reid and I hate her in this role as well. I, yeah. I, oh, it, it, it really winds me up whenever she's on screen. She's so wooden, but again, I don't know if that's now just part of let's make her wooden because that's what people expect. Yeah, but to be fair, I've seen her. I've seen her in other things. She is just wooden. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, but she, she's, she plays April. She's now pregnant. Um, she's back with Finn. and uh, She's taken her mother, who's played by Bo Derek. Yeah, isn't she like from like the olden days, like yeah. super model gorilla yeah. Empire States building kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So superstar. Um, yeah. And her daughter, Claudia. And so they've gone there for a day on the rides. On this trip through the park, we are shown the Twister ride is the first thing we're shown, uh, followed second by like a, a photo opportunity point of the Jaws set with the Jaws shark hanging up. I, I was so, so like, wow, how shameless can you be? Yeah, it's very shameless, isn't it, with the advertising throughout this whole thing. Um, have you been to Universal Orlando? Yes, I have. Ah, so this must have been cool for you to watch all this. Uh, it was, and I watched it going, yeah, that, it, it's, it's, yeah, you're just going, yeah, I've been on that, I've done that, been on that. <laughs> the, the, awesome. sta- the staff were very different, but we'll get there in a minute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Claudia heads off to meet her friend for the day while April and her mother go for a coffee. Uh, this is where we find out that Bo Derek does not like Finn because um, she fits the stereotypical mother-in-law role. Yeah, and they beat this. They beat this over your head throughout, don't they? Yeah, massively so. Um, also, professional wrestler Chris Jericho is the ride attendant for the Rock and Roll roller coaster. I didn't know who this guy was. Like, I'm, I'm not wrestler. Like, you must have seen this and immediately be like, oh, "That's awesome, Chris Jericho." Yeah, yeah, he, he's like the Rock level famous within wrestling. Yeah. Mega I had stuff. to I had to IMDB it. And I, to be honest with you, my advice to anybody who is watching this film is literally have the IMDB list up in front of you because you will miss so many cameos. It is every other scene. There is somebody noteworthy to watch out for. Yeah, uh, and, and he's great as well. So they come to get on the ride and they go on the ride and she gets off and she forgets her phone and Chris Jericho just puts it in his pocket and goes, oh, they'll come back for it. They always do. They always do. <laughs> in the most cheesy why you they'll always they always come back it's so bad (laughs) um on a separate note his music's pretty good go and check out his band fozzy are you being sarcastic or is this actually a thing no 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 genuine you 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 will like fozzy based on your music taste really yeah they're actually a very good band and i've seen them live is he what's his role in the band a singer he's a lead singer yeah yeah, All right, I'll check out yeah they're good give give them a listen uh they've done some shit but they've got some good tracks in there as well um Back with Finn, uh, all flights have been grounded out of DC, so he's hired a car to make the trip down to Florida. Um, he then drives into a town, which is the uh, it's the most overdone smoke effects I've ever seen. This town makes the fog look like it's set in a clear day. It's fucking awful amounts of fog. Yeah, this is like Silent Hill level fucking fog, isn't it? 
Yeah, it worse than Silent Hill anyway. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face if you waved it. But why? I didn't understand why. I don't know whether they were just trying to set the mood or anything. I don't know. I don't. I, I didn't get it. I didn't get it to be honest with you. No, I think I, it was to try and just mask the set behind them to try and make this look more impactful. I think. Yeah, because let's be honest, they're not trying to hide bad CGI at this point. No, there's no reason no. for that level of fog. No, what they did in the first one. Do you remember when the first film? Um, Whenever they would get into the car, it would just be white out glass yeah. all the way around the car with lighting. So you couldn't see any set behind them to try and um I think it was that similar sort of thing where they couldn't stretch to far to, to dress a set as far as they wanted to, so they just masked it all with fog. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it's bad. Um there's people running towards his car that he's now stopped because Finn's a hero. Um and he looks out his window and there's a shark eating a <laughs> eating a man. And when I say a shark, this, this thing's so bad. Yeah, but the, the the effects of the guy look really, really cool. He's all like like half eaten and all his guts are hanging out. And he's covered in blood. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, I don't get it because they've got this really shit CGI and then right next to it, really good practical effects. It's like it's like the practical effects of the CGI department did not communicate at all. I don't know, but then again, that's what I'm saying. I think like I think the bad CGI is intentional because I there is quite a few scenes throughout part one and two where the practical effects are really, really cool. Like the, the beach attack scene in the first one, there's a lot of really, really cool practical effects in that. Do you um, think just maybe the practical effects team didn't get the memo of what they were making? I don't know, because I feel like if I was a practical effects artist and someone was like, make it look shit, I think I'd have too much pride in what I was doing to be able to intentionally make something look shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Either that or these are just the best practical effects makeup artists in the world and they're trying to make it look shit. Yeah, this is like Tom Savini and Greg Nicotero working on this. Yeah, tr- trying to make it look bad and that's as bad as they can do. Yeah, <laughs> this is something they just threw up in half an hour. Yeah, I, Finn starts fighting the sharks and he gets pinned in the driver's seat. Uh, he's frantically trying to get his golden chainsaw from the back seat. And this is where Nova returns from Sharknado yes. 01. I love Nova. So I'm disappointed she didn't come back in part two. Yeah, I was genuinely happy. <laughs> There's this really cheesy scene where he goes, Nova, it's you. And she's like, yeah, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> just in case we didn't know who you were, let's just stamp it home. Because she comes in with a really badass scene as well. And she has like the skull mask on and stuff. And I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, it's important that they're focusing on it so much. But I couldn't think for the life of me who it would be. No, that's because it, off what... and it was Nova, and I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." <laughs> yeah, you couldn't think who it would be because one and two were so irrelevant to everything. Yes, completely, completely. Um, she's not alone either. She's got Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle with her as a sidekick. Yes, what's his name? I can't remember his name. Malcolm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. We'll just go with Malcolm. Actually, to be honest, with you. <laughs> that's what he is in my notes. He's grown. He's he's twenty five year old Malcolm from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, man? This guy is so out of place, and not because he's doing anything wrong, just because he's so talented. Like yeah. everything he does is brilliant. And I'm watching him. I'm like, dude, you need to be bad because you look so out of place because you're so good. Yeah, his acting is on another level. So everyone else is like, "Hi, how are you today?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm doing fine." And you can see even they're looking at him, going, "Make it worse." Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, man, you stand out for being too good. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nova and Malcolm explain a lot has changed since LA. Uh, Nova is now a badass for a start. Um, and they've been tracking Sharknadoes across the country. Uh, yes. They own the Beast. I love the Beast. Yeah, the Beast is awesome. It's like this um, 
sort of like Mission Impossible style van that's all hooked up, got like yeah, computers yeah. inside it and all this tech and everything. You know, like they're like they're like the Road Warriors with technology. Yeah, it, it's an RV with loads of tin foil stamped on the outside. Yeah, but it's bomb proof apparently, according to Nova. Yeah, and Sharknado proof. Apparently so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so even though this can take down DC and the White House and everything else, it will not take out Nova's tinfoil van. <laughs> uh, there's a bit in here that I uh, I kind of liked because it went back to, I've said for in one and two, there are times when Finn is a righteous little prick. And there's a scene here where Finn, it's the only time he does it in this movie, but I'm glad they kept in his righteous little prick moment where uh, Malcolm turns around and goes, Oh, I watched all the killing of the sharks you've done in New York. It was amazing. He's like, I lost a friend in New York called Sky. It still scars me today. I was like, fuck you, man. <laughs> man, he's got to have his moments. Like, I think when they're writing the script, they're literally going back and watching every action film from the 80s and just basing every one line of that film uh, that Finn has on that. Because it is literally everything he's done. Even though he could be in a situation which it isn't done in any dramatic way, and he will deliver the most dramatic nonsense you could think of. <laughs> I'm getting nachos. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like for dessert? I'll have the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, but if I'm honest, that's not important. It annoyed me, and I just wanted to say it. Um, they reluctant, well... He Malcolm reluctantly agrees to drive Finn down to Florida. Nova's very keen. Nova's in love with Finn, isn't she? Yes, and Malcolm is very jealous of the affection that she's showing towards Finn. Yeah, he doesn't want Finn to be involved in their little side project that they have together. Yeah, and I don't blame him. If I was Malcolm and a single man, I would not want Finn, this ripped, muscly guy, who delivers lines like banana split i would not want him anywhere near nova <laughs> who has a necklace with a shark tooth on it and wears a leather jacket with a hoodie i mean he's as badass as they come exactly that um so they start their trip down to florida and they reach a bridge um which is obviously the only way you can travel to florida because instead of finding another way around it they go to a military base to continue their trip yes i i, I literally sat there but surely there's another road yeah, but plot. Plot's got a plot, hasn't it? Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> um, when they get to the gate, they're met by um, a guard. And the actress who plays the guard is from a series called Z Nation. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, that makes so much sense to me. Because I was like, Frankie Munich has the best line in this entire film. Yeah, And I was like, I don't get the reference, but I know that this is meant to be awesome. Yeah, so she turned... To... Go on, you do it, you yeah. do it. I'll do the first bit. She turns around and goes, I wouldn't mind about these Sharknaders. I just hate sharks. And Finn then follows, uh, not Finn, um, Frankie Munich then follows in with, could be worse, it could be zombies. I was like, yeah, why? <laughs> I loved it. I was like, that is so cool. Um, I didn't know she was from a zombie programme. Yeah, she's from Z Nation. I would probably enjoyed it a lot more if I knew that. Um, from what I've seen, there's lots of tie-ins with Z Nation and Sharknado to the point that people are arguing online that they are the same universe. Yeah, because like Z Nation, I haven't seen it, but isn't that like the very Shark Nerder version of The Walking Dead? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's quite an apt way of describing it. Um, the Shark Nado touches down in the base. Of course it does. Where else would it? Where else would it touch down now? We and get it... a brief um, nugget drop of information. Not that anybody cares or is anybody interested, but I was curious to know where Finn's son was in this sequel. 
Yeah, he, he, he says to, that he's, he's on tour. In, he's gone to war. Stuff. Yeah, because that's how he knows his general that it is wise at this military base. Yeah, um, people don't care. Nobody gives a shit. Carry on. No, I I, I didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious, and when they said it, I was like, I like that you paid attention to knowing where he is. I, um, I've got to say, the attention to detail in this, especially going back to one and two, is to a level that should not be done for a movie of this quality. I was constantly like, you didn't need to do that here, but you did it, and I appreciate it. Uh, I did. There's loads of little callbacks and loads of little nods, and I was like, that's great. That's great. I don't know why you've done that. I don't know why you spent the hours to write that when you didn't bother writing a plot, but well done. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, very consistent with the with the predecessors of this film. Yeah, very, very much so. Um, the Sharknado touches down and fucking massacres an entire army base of people very quickly yes and it turns out that nova has been plugged into the matrix since part one and can now fly super jets i'm so um, glad you got there so nova <laughs> says that they, the, the general offers them a super jet to take finn says he's going to fly it, and nova says i'm going to fly it and quotes that she's had a hundred hours of airtime training with finn's son before he went to war um fun fact you need a minimum of 1,500 hours of flying of airtime to become a basic pilot to carry one passenger. Let alone a super jet that only the likes of Tom Cruise can fly. Yes. And she, I was just like, yeah, so you, you have tapped straight into the Matrix since we last saw you. And this is how you can now do all of these things. Yeah. And the, the bit with this is like the sharp is attacking and they're having like a casual chat with the guy about the jet before they get into it, that literally like, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll walk you over to the jet. And behind them, there's absolute fucking carnage everywhere. And they're not phased and they don't turn around. It's so good. Yeah, it is stupid, man. Um, this also leads into the best and funniest, most slapstick kill I've ever seen in a movie, full stop. Forget horror, ever. It reminded me so much of the um, death of the guy in... Monty Python. No, oh, you go on Spyfer route. I was going the Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer route. Yeah, the ah, ah, ah. Yeah. See, you hated Buffy and now you're referencing it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just appreciative of Pee Wee Herman. Uh, <laughs> about as far as my Buffy love goes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to run through this fairly basic. So Malcolm goes back to the, the beast because he's going to use the beast to, to stop the sharks. Uh, as he gets to, the, gets to the beast, a shark bites his hand off. He then crawls up the beast onto the roof and he's heading towards a button, some sort of button. We don't know what button it is, but it's a button. As he gets a bit closer, another shark cleanly severs his leg. He then crawls closer, reaches out with his outstretched arm and a shark takes that. So you now have Malcolm with no arms and one leg kind of worming across the roof and he smashes his head on the button, which blows up the beast, killing Malcolm and instantly stopping the Sharknado, because we found out in number two, heat kills Sharknados. Yeah. Um, that's a really shit weapon to have if that's the only way you could detonate it. Yeah, because he pressed the button and it instantly blew the van up. It wasn't like it started a timer or anything. So I was like, the only way you're going to be able to ever do this is by self-sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just stupid. But I was gutted. I was gutted that he died. I was, I was really gutted that he'd left at this point. I'm going to go, that was a budgetary decision. They could only afford him for so many scenes. 
yeah, I have to assume that was a reason why as well. But it's yeah. after this that that really fucking wound me up. Did you? What was your opinions on Finn and Nova's reaction to his death in the plane? I mean, oh this no, is, he's oh died. my god, I can't believe he has gone. No, <laughs> he, he went bang. Ah. No, it's okay. You did it for us. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Finn and Nova fly away. Uh, and we're going to leave them in the air and we're going to go back to Universal Studios in Florida because that's more fun. Uh, <laughs> so at Universal Studios in Florida, they've got quite a few water parks. And in one of those water parks, a shark lands, falls from the sky and lands on a water slide. I could not stop laughing. The shark going down the curly water slide. Oh, we get the better version of that later on. Yeah, we do. But this one cracked me up. And it's a perfect tee up for what comes later. Um, The shark goes into the pool and the lifeguard jumps in, saves a little girl. Um, The lifeguard is so quick at saving the girl and then kind of does this really slow wading back to the edge. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, dude, you know you're going to die, don't you? (laughs) Uh, April rushes out to, to save him and she removes her fake robotic hand and a little chainsaw pops out. And this was so brief as well. I was going to say to you, did you catch the go-go gadget chainsaw? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't focus on it for long. It's literally like a split second and, you, and then it's off again. I was like, that's important. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, I was so invested at this point. I wasn't taking my eyes off the screen. I'm, I'm yeah. so on board now. Um, but her mum stops her. She's like, no, you can't. You're pregnant. Um Claudia and her friend have now met a couple of boys and go and get in a queue for the ride called Disaster. Again, more shameless advertising for rides at Universal Studios. So this is actually a ride, is Disaster? Yeah, so a Disaster, you go and sit in a, like a car thing, it drives you into a room and then there's a disaster scene that happens around you and then they drive you out again and then they tell you how they, how they do it all. Oh, like the cool one from like Beverly Hills Cop 3 where all the water comes rushing down. That's and stuff it. Like that. yeah. I need to go and do some of this stuff, man. I need to go to Disneyland or something. My, my daughter's getting older now, so hopefully in the next couple of years when she gets a bit bigger, yeah, we'll it's, go it's, do some stuff like that. It's on our list, definitely. Need Definitely. I, I went, I went, oh God, how long could I go? I went long before I met Lisa. So it's so a very been, long time ago. It's been, been a long time since I've been. But yeah, nothing's changed. It still looks exactly the same. But saying that, I imagine this was filmed around the time I went. I would love it if I was just sat down watching this, doing notes for the show, and you just walked by in the background. That, that, uh, honestly, I would lose my fucking mind, honestly. And that would be the most used clip on all of my social media forever. <laughs> Every day I'd be posting that. Did you know I was in Sharknado 3? Oh, well, no. The man who hated Sharknado 1 and 2. It is, has a starring role in part 3. <laughs> Uh, Finn and Nova are now flying their super speed jet towards Florida when they come across another Sharknado. We have to talk about this, man, because this is (laughs) the the worst editing I have ever seen. So they fly over a NASCAR racing circuit. They don't film any of these scenes themselves. This is basically like in the UK, we don't have NASCAR. We have the Grand Prix, which is... Similar sort of thing. It's just fast cars going around a circuit. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's NASCAR with less beer and less boobs and less fun. Yes, basically. And it yeah. takes three days to go around a ring. Um, it's the same sort of thing. But what they have done is they've clearly taken like Sunday afternoon racing TV and then just CGI'd over the top 
sharks into <laughs> CGI sharks over the top of actual news footage and 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 and, and sequences, and you get the order even even the audience even the audience at the event you can tell is not actually part of the film, and this is like stock footage that they have taken CGI stuff over. It was brilliant. I loved it. Yeah, really good. And there's actually two cameos. So if you are an NASCAR fan, there's two cameos in here. One from Brad Kalowski and the other one from Joey Logano. Um, who uh, I believe at the time when this came out were both top flight NASCAR drivers. Yeah, but again, though, this is not included within the vicinity of the scene or the set. These are filmed of them below them looking up into the sky, so they've got no set or background behind them. It's clearly filmed very, very much away from any location or anything. Yeah. Edited into scene. It's so funny, man. It is so good. You just so have good. to assume it was purposefully done this way for people to just pick up on and be like, idiots. Yeah, <laughs> and Finn goes, we need to drive to, we need to fly towards the Sharknado. We need to drop a bomb in the top of the Sharknado because that worked in number two. He, he pretty much, he pretty much said, he may as well have said in Sharknado 2, we dropped bombs in and that worked. Yeah, that was basically it. It's like, yeah. remember what we did in part two. Yeah, and I'm going to say all of these flying scenes are about as far away from Top Gun as you can possibly get. Yes. This is, I, I'm i pretty sure in the promo for this episode, I will do a better flight scene in the build-up, in my promos. I'm going to hold you to that, and I expect you to deliver on this. I'm going to, de- I'm going to deliver a flight scene where I attack a Sharknado. That's my goal. Right, okay. okay. Um, with your editing capabilities, I with, expect you to bring something to the table now. Yeah, I'm gonna I may I may even get a bit clever and edit the jo- the jaws into the scene. I'll have a proper shark in there. You need to be using deep blue sea stock footage then, don't you really? <laughs> I need a deep blue sea shark and Bruce from Jaws both whizzing <laughs> round. <laughs> um, and if so, you can if you can manage to get Bruce from finding Nemo in there as well, then I would be really amazed. <laughs> Uh, um, they throw or they fire a bomb into it and then Nova shoots it and it explodes and the, the Sharknado disappears. Um, as they're flying away, a rogue shark hits their plane and they then fall from the sky and they conveniently land in the lake in Universal Studios. Um, also, the CGI is the worst ever because they magically hit the water and then teleport through a bridge. Did you spot that? No, because I was so blown away by what happens next, which um, I'm going to let you take this. I'm going to let you take this bit. Okay. Well, the next thing I said was in my notes is, but who cares? Because what happens next? (laughs) Uh, So Finn and Nova are in full flight suits. Um, They hit the water. You then see the plane sink. Uh, Finn and Nova emerge from the water. Uh, Finn, topless in just a pair of pants, rippling muscles everywhere, a Nova in a skimpy bikini and a thong. It makes absolutely no sense when they've done a costume change. I genuinely don't care. These are two of the sexiest people alive. And Nova in this scene, honest to God, I fell in love with this woman. Yeah, incredible, incredible. And it is done in slow motion. And I just, I have no idea what was happening right now. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even fucking understand what was going on. I was like, uh, why? <laughs> I have not seen the rest of the franchise, but I'm going out on a limb and saying this is the most paused scene in the franchise by far. This is paused uh, by teenage boys and teenage girls. I don't know. Yeah, this is paused a lot. I was just so confused, man. I was just like, what is going on? It wasn't even like 
they'd hit the wall because she comes out and she's got like a, a knife on her back like she's all done like Tomb Raider and stuff and I'm like I just uh, don't understand why you, a... what if your clothes just hit the water and disintegrated I, I there's a slow-mo see. bit where Finn flicks his hair and kind of flicks water up and then it pans back and you see like water trickling down his like ripped abs this bloke <laughs> this bloke just makes every normal man look fat yeah. I don't care if you're a skinny guy Finn will make you feel like you weigh about 50 stone. <laughs> oh, dude, man, I was fucking in hysterics. I just didn't get it. I, didn't, I just didn't understand it. No, I didn't. And now the stupid thing is, now we've got all of the cast in one place. Um, things really start to get crazy. Um, yeah, I know what I just said. It, it's true. Bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> this This movie has not even breached the... Lower... We're still getting warmed up at this point. <laughs> it's not even got into the lower levels of how silly this gets. Uh, um, uh, April and her mum are searching the park for Claudia. Uh, they're using the parenting tracking app, but if you remember, Claudia left her phone with Chris Jericho on the um, on the ride earlier, um, and she's yes. now in. She's now on the disaster ride with her friend and the two boys they met. Now on the disaster ride, sharks have started falling from the sky. And they come down like the water stairwell and the sharks eat her friend and one of the boys. And Claudia and the other boy do not bat an eyelid. No, no. Doesn't she even kill one of them and say, like, I'm a shepherd. That's how cool I am. Yes, she does. She kills one. I can't remember what she's got. She picks something up and stabs it's like it a pole there. or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, how did you do that? She's like, I'm a shepherd. It's in my blood. It's like, Fuck, come on. <laughs> um, the montage of all of these sharks falling down on Universal Studios is so insane. Uh, I'm going to pick up on one point here. So George R.R. R. Martin, the writer of Game of Thrones, in one scene is eaten by a shark while watching a movie called Shark Wedding, sitting next to someone in a wedding dress, um, just like The Red Wedding that George R.R. R. Martin wrote in Game of Thrones and appeared in the TV series. Yeah, I just saw George R.R. R. Martin and saw him get eaten by a shark. I didn't pick up on any of that. Uh, it's just insane. I, I literally paused it and went, did that just happen? Did I actually just watch George R.R. R. Martin get eaten by the worst CGI shark? Yeah, it, cameos galore, man. It was cool. It was cool. Did you see the Jerry Springer one? Yes. Yeah, so in that same sequence, Jerry Springer wants... What uh, is he? What he wants Nova to take a photo of him with the the shark from the jaw set that's hanging up, but that is now a real shark that eats him. And I didn't see this coming either. I thought that was a prop, and then all of a sudden it just bit his head off. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> I, I dread to think that the money they must have spent on cameos is just. I imagine that's half of their budget gone. I've got a feeling now. I don't know whether this is the peak of this franchise or not. I kind of feel like it is, but I feel like. At this point, if this comes out and you've got so many celebrities in it and you're like, Hollywood's a tight-knit circle, isn't it? They're all friends with each other. It's like, oh, guys, honestly, I did this shark murder thing the other day. It was so fucking funny. I had such a blast being on set all day. I imagine everybody would be screaming to want to be involved in the next one. Yeah, I would love it. If they make another Sharknado, do Sharknado UK. I will definitely do a cameo. I'll get eaten by a CGI shark, <laughs> even if it is bad. I don't care. Um <laughs> So Finn and now April are both following the tracking app um, and they work their way up to the top of the rock and roller coaster where Chris yes. Jericho is already up there because the sharks have fallen on the track and he's pulled the emergency brake and he's up there to evacuate the 
the people from the roller coaster. Yeah. Um, two of these people are Jedward. I don't know if that's a relevant reference in the US, but in the UK, Jedward are the I'll worst. Fucking the worst. <laughs> For people who live in America who are not aware of Jedward, and I don't need to explain this to the people of the UK because Jedward are the worst. Jedward are two Irish little pumped up pricks uh, with extremely long blonde quiffs. And um, these dudes are twins. They look exactly the same. So when you think things couldn't get any worse, there is two of the little fuckers. They are in this film, and I was just, I couldn't believe it when I saw them on screen. I was like, holy shit, what the fuck are they doing here? I, 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 Louis Walsh was their manager, and Louis Walsh is quite a big movie, a big music producer. I don't know if he still is, but he used to be. Yes. I dread to think how many strings that man pulled and how many souls he sold to get that to happen. Yeah, and then they tried to do this American accent as well. I was like, Hi, y'all. <laughs> 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 absolutely shocking uh, not as shocking as what happens next so a shark falls onto the roller coaster near the top it goes down the drop it goes halfway up a loop and then it comes back and it goes back up to the top and all the time it's trying to bite chris jericho's ass yes while going back and forth to give him enough momentum to get to the top of the roller coaster honestly this i don't even know man i don't even know what to say anymore with this film <laughs> Uh, and it gets Chris Jericho, and as it gets Chris Jericho, he releases the brake for the car. Finn gets knocked into the roller coaster, and the roller coaster goes off down the track. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as if that wasn't bad, I was expecting like a scene where Finn's going round. He's like chopping sharks while he's going around the roller coaster, but we didn't get that. It gets derailed, falls from the track, and it goes like. 200 foot in the air and then like splats into a building uh, which conveniently is the twister ride where finn steps out completely unscathed not a scratch on him kills a shark and then gets a standing ovation from this like twister sideshow that people are watching (laughs) honestly man i I, I don't even know i don't even know where i'm at anymore with this i fucking love this movie <laughs> uh, finally, our cast is all now reunited, and conveniently, they all kind of walk out of all the different places they are and all meet up at the same place at the same time. It's like, hi. Yeah, this is what I mean. The writers have just given up. It's like, okay, we need them all back together now. They're, They're back, all together. back together. Yeah. <laughs> um, they look over some of Malcolm's plans for dealing with the Sharknado. So they've worked out the Sharknadoes are about to come together and make a Sharker cane. Um, What's a Sharker cane? I'm guessing it's a hurricane full of sharks. That would make the most logical sense. Yeah, that, that, that's my guess. Um, so he's got two options. One is you let them merge and then you get a 60 metre high flame as hot as the sun will disperse it. And the option two is lots of nuclear weapons. So they go with option one. Finn's like, yes. I, don't know, I don't know how we're going to do this. And April goes, you need to make the call. And then you hear Finn, pick up, Finn picks up his phone. You hear him say, Dad, I need your help. Who else is his dad going to be? Who else is this motherfucker's dad going to be? I honestly did not see this coming, and I literally jumped in my chair and, oh, my fucking God. (laughs) And this is where I'm going out on a limb and saying this is where 50% of this movie's budget went to this one person. It's got to have been, surely to God. Um, So Finn locates his dad in a broken-down diner. Um, His dad is talking to Penn and Teller, 
as in Penn and Teller, the magicians, um, who are his old NASA buddies. And this is where we find out Finn's dad is none other than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> epic. Absolutely fucking epic, man. Uh, it's, I just, yeah, I lost it at this point. I, I spent so much time going, it's the Hoff. It's the Hoff. Yeah. The Hoff is here. Um, and being the Hoff, he calls in a favour and gets them a spaceship, um, like, instantly. The yeah, but the, the, like there's only one ship that is capable of pulling this off. Yeah. It's called Independence. So he rings his... I don't even know why I've got a name written down in my notes, but he rings Josie and says, fire up the Independent. Give it the all clear kind of thing. Yeah. And they talk about this between Finn and the Hoff as like it's going to be... We're just going to call him the Hoff throughout this because I don't actually know what his name is. Um, they talk about this like it's some sort of special secret spaceship. And then they cut to the next scene it's just a fucking normal spaceship. I was like, yes. what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, it is. And they literally they go from this diner and the next scene they're in NASA. Um, so they're in NASA. They're getting plans together. And Claudia and the random guy she met at the amusement park um, are now on the roof taking pop shots at sharks. Yeah, like a first date sort of weird sequence thing. Yeah, and they get overcome. But they run out of bullets and get overcome by sharks. She runs in. And as he gets to the door, he gets eaten. Yeah. I wasn't really that interested in his character anyway, to be honest. I was, I was happy to see him go. No, and she was upset for all of about a second. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> and that's all you get. I was glad she was back, though. And it's the same actress as well who played her in part one. Because she oh, wasn't was in part two. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise it was the same actress. Be warned, this is where the movie gets a little bit far-fetched. Um, really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know that sounds silly, but it really does now. It, it goes to a whole... If you think... If you've listened to this review or you've seen this movie and you think... Or you've not seen this movie and you think this is far-fetched, what's about to happen is going to take you to a whole other level of fuck, really. Um, <laughs> stick with it. It's definitely worth the payoff at the end. So, the Finn, Finn, and now April are heading up to the space shuttle. So, the Hoff was going with Finn and April runs to stop him, and the Sharknado lands, so all three of them end up in the spaceship. I want to touch on Finn's fucking spacesuit before we go any further in this conversation. <laughs> What's wrong with this spacesuit? It's a cool spacesuit. No, it's not, man. He's wearing white overalls with hockey pads and what can only be described as a fucking outlet from your washing machine coming out in certain places. Did you see Did you see the sticker, the, the tag that was hanging from his neck? No, what was it? The tag says... Please ensure you remove before flight. Because <laughs> I kept seeing this tag, like, as mate, like, there's a guy who's like helping him get sorted and like keep tugging on his top. And I kept seeing this thing flick and I paused it to see what it was. It's, yeah, please, please remove this tag before flight. Oh, dude, honestly, it's the most fucking stupid space suit I've ever seen. And like, Finn looks at himself in the mirror and nods to himself as if to say, like, yeah, let's do this shit. And he yeah. stood there in, like, decorators overalls with hockey pads and washing machine waste pipes coming out. Oh. The, the thing is, the, the character oh, Finn nodded and went, I look good. The actor Ian nodded and went, I look a cock, but this pays my bills. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nova provides cover fire from her jet, her new jet, um, and so do the National Guard as they try and get this thing off the floor. Um, so is that but, ship got? Is Nova? No, I'm doing this. Has Nova's ship actually got a gun on it? Because she's flying around. I'm like, what are you actually doing here? Yeah, you don't ever see her fire, but it's said that Nova's giving them cover fire. 
Right, okay. Because you just I, see her fly around in a circle and then go off as if she's like really proud of herself. I'm like, what did you actually do other than fly past them? <laughs> she was shooting them down. The sound effects for shooting was there, just no effects to go with it. It's just pew, 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 pew. Basically. <laughs> um, they get the spaceship off the ground, um, and as they're flying up, they drop the two two thrusters into the Sharknado. They then drop the massive fuel tank into the Sharknado, and it goes bang, but it doesn't stop the Sharknado. Um, don't, don't worry, though. The Hoff's here. It's fine. Yeah, so they have this really drawn-out conversation between Finn, April, and the Hoff, and I didn't really understand what the actual overall end game was with what they decided. There was a lot of jargon about evaporation and stuff. And I'm like, are you just saying these words to try and confuse your audience? Because you don't really seem to know the scientific <laughs> the scientific <laughs> outcome of this conversation. I was just like... The, the thing is, though, in reality, is there a scientific solution to a Sharknado? Well, the, <laughs> No, no, no. So that they could have like, said whatever. It was just drawn out, and I was like, "You're trying to draw attention to this conversation, like it's going to be purposeful." But like, really, is it? That <laughs> they could have said anything. They could have said, "Right now, we're going to use the banana sparkles because that will stop it." And everyone that's was like, what it okay. felt like. No, that's exactly what it felt like. It just felt like they were just saying random words for the sake of it. And I was like, "What the fuck are you on about?" And they were. I, the thing is, when it fails, and they're bear in mind they're in space. The Hoff makes a call to his friend and asks him to fire up the Star Wars system. Now, I'm not going to tell you what the Star Wars system is. It is a real thing. Go and Google the Star Wars project. It's something that Ronald Reagan put in in his time as president. It's a real spaceship that's got... Don't they use an acronym to, to talk? Do they use some sort of acronym in this? Yeah, I can't think what they call it. But yeah, the, the Star Wars program is a real thing where we put big laser weapons in the, in space to protect us from aliens. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Is and... it, or, is it, or, is, or is that a bit more terrifying than you would expect? Well, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, so they go to fire this thing up, but it doesn't work because it's old, um, which is fine again, because the Hoff is there. Who cares? The Hoff just gets out of the spaceship and just goes for a wonder. It goes over. And it, what is he says? I need to go and give this thing a kick so it works. Yeah, like it's typical dad sort of problems. Like, oh, it doesn't work. So it's like, yeah, it's all right, just give it a bang. So that is literally what he gets outside of the spaceship to do. Yeah, he floats and... across space to go and give this thing a bang. And when he gets there, he literally does put his hand in and give it a tap. Yeah, and, and it, it works, fires up. <laughs> <laughs> and you oh, get thank this, God he's here. You get this shockingly shit laser effect <laughs> that burns down onto Earth and dissipates the sharknado and all the sharks fall to the floor well right, it's what follows next though because you get this really fucking cheesy scene where you see like kids and families walking out of the door looking up into the sky like it's some sort of i don't know some sort of charity <laughs> some sort of charity plea video where you can call in and donate money to and they're all they're... <laughs> do you know what I, I thought of i thought of the end of independence day where all the ships are coming down to the ground and you see everyone looking out and like cheering and going, yeah, well done, it's all over. That's where I went. Yeah, that's exactly what it was, but just bad. <laughs> uh, again, maybe an, maybe another reel in the build-up to this episode. Uh, <laughs> um, so the Sharknado is stopped, but it's not, because not all of the sharks fell to the floor. A big portion of them went up into space. 
Yeah, we also have the perilous decision as whether to leave Finn and April in space or whether to go and save the Hoth because there is only enough fuel left in the spaceship to re-enter orbit or to go and save the Hoth who is floating literally at arm's reach away from the spaceship. Yeah, yeah, the Hoth, the Hoth floated himself over there but can't float himself back. Yes, <laughs> so the, the, the perilous <laughs> dilemma is do we go and save him in the spaceship or do we go back down to Earth? But while this is going on, we are then interrupted by the now yeah. floating space floating thing. Yes, space sharks. <laughs> so the space sharks attack the spaceship, as you would expect them to. Uh, Finn again becomes a hero and goes out to fight them. Um, yes. on, on his way out, um, <laughs> on his way out, he gets the modified chainsaw that Nova gave him. When he How fought... has Nova done this, by the way? Before we reveal what it is, I'm assuming people who are listening to this have seen this thread, this monstrosity. If you haven't, yeah, okay. Um, how? How? How does she do this? How does she have the technology to be able to do this? I'm going to be really geeky now and say she's got kyber crystals, and anyone who gets that reference will get that reference. I don't get that reference, which just no. proves that I'm a lot cooler than you are. So let's... <laughs> this is very true. Um <laughs> So I was about as excited as an eight-year-old child. He pulls this out and it's got no blade on it. He's like, fuck. He's got a post-it note stuck on it that says, pull the trigger. When he pulls the trigger, we get a purple lightsaber chainsaw. (laughs) He's so cool, man. Even with the full sound effects as he moves it around. When he starts slaying these sharks with this and cutting them in half and stuff, man, you see like limbs flying everywhere. And <laughs> you could quite oh, easily drop the Star Wars music over the back of this. I would have been happy if they did. If they could have got the rights to do that, that would have made this excellent. Yeah, I've got so many real ideas and TikTok ideas in the lead up to this episode. It's untrue. <laughs> uh, so as he's doing this, uh, April tries to come out to help him. Well, she gets swallowed whole by a shark. Uh, Finn's hero complex kicks in and he goes to save her. He also gets swallowed whole by a shark. Which he oh. assumes is the same shark. Yeah. yeah. It I'm, turns out it's not the same shark. No, he's just falling uh, back to Earth in a random shark. And I'm going to let you take this bit. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I just can't, I can't do it to myself. Right, okay. I will try and do this. Can I do this? Yeah, you can do this. <laughs> That's my body telling me that I can't do this. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. So Finn is now falling down to earth inside a... <laughs> Your body really doesn't want you to do it. It really, really doesn't want me to do this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right, I'll go again. So Finn is now falling down to earth inside this shack that he's heroically thrown himself into. He's wading around inside the guts of this shack, and it's really graphic and bloody. And I like, I like the way it's built and stuff. It's actually quite clever. It's really cool inside, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it looks like, good. This is one of the strongest, probably one of the most strongest set designs of this film. He's wading around on the inside of the shack, and it turns out that April is not there, and he realizes that he's plummeting down to earth and re-entering orbit as the shark starts to burn up from the outside. So, of course, being the action hero that he is, he automatically realises that if he cuts a hole in the top of the shark, sets up a parachute from inside the shark, he can float down to Earth with inside this shark like some sort of shark hot air balloon parachute. 
yeah, it sounds as wild as I'm describing it. This is what he does anyway. And he yeah. lands safely on this really nice coastal beach and loses his mind because April wasn't inside the shark. So he's he's running around on the beach trying to find as many of these sharks as he can which may contain April. Oh, and he d- hears... D- don't jump too far forward. Before, before he gets out of the shark, he punches his way out of the shark because he's such a hard man. Yeah, and the dummy shark's really cool, isn't it? That he actually yeah. comes out of. That looks awesome. I was like, this is fucking great. You should have just done this whole film in practical and we would be having a completely different conversation right now. Yeah, we would. We'd be talking Oscars now. Yeah. We, uh, well, well sure. maybe not. <laughs> we certainly would be talking Razzies, put it that way. Um, so Finn is wading around on the beach now trying to find April. And then, do you know what, mate? No, that's about as far as I'm willing to go. Okay, so while he's waiting around looking for April, you hear... As a chainsaw fires up, it cuts to a shark that's laying on the beach and you see a little chainsaw cut a small slit in the shark. As Finn gets to the shark, a baby's face appears in the hole. I couldn't have been more horrified at this point if I tried. <laughs> did it Did it bring back memories of labour? is <laughs> <laughs> it literally what I saw when my children were born. It's the same scene. <laughs> Why was your child birthed through a shark? <laughs> I'm not going to say that because Lisa listens to the show. Of course he was. Of course he was. At least wonderful. Uh, uh, Finn removes the baby from the shark, then reaches in to pull out April, and he pulls out April. Now, somehow, not only has she survived the shark falling to earth without any injuries whatsoever. She's also given birth, cut the umbilical cord, and got dressed in some really tight shorts. Don't look at me for answers, mate. I'm fucking done at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At this point, Claudia and Nova arrive, and they now name the baby. What do they call the baby, Mark? What else could you call the baby? They call it fucking gills. (laughs) (laughs) Full of baby gill. So you've got Finn and they've now got Baby Gil. I really hope Baby Gil becomes a big part as we move forward in this franchise. Uh, we're doing this next week. <laughs> we're doing part four next week. Um, so this is... Oh, God. Oh, no, because we're not completely done yet. Although no. at the moment you were expecting some roll credits. Yeah, no, a not. brief scene of the Hoffman. Now, how has <laughs> he set up this tent? He's got a tent on the moon. Yeah, they left They left the half in space. And not only has he got... So he couldn't get from the Star Wars thing back to the spaceship, but he got from the Star Wars thing to the moon, which I'm guessing is further. And also set up base camp. It is the Hoth. Yeah, but this is like... A bit, it's not even like he's landed there and this is like an already pre-established building. This is something that is clearly created. It's like a tent. Yeah. yeah with and no the- atmosphere or anything else. He's just built a tent. So they called the baby Gil because that's the Hoff's character's name. I think his name's Gilbert, I think. Yes. Uh, and Finn does a, this is for you, Dad, and he salutes the sky, and then it pans back to the Hoff who stood on the moon, who salutes back. <laughs> uh, I was expecting credits to roll here, and I'd have been quite happy. But no, we're not done. We can't end a Sharknado film like that. Instead, no, 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 we no, get no. a bit of space debris that falls from the sky. And it gets to the point, it's about to hit April, and then she screams and credits roll. She better be fucking dead. So I know when this came out, 
there was a thing on that went out on Twitter because um, a lot of the other social medias weren't big then. So they done a thing. April lives. Hashtag April lives. Hashtag April dies. And they made the decision whether she's back based on the uh, the amount of hashtags that we used. Oh, so they basically nicked your idea from the show and left it to a You Run Sharknado situation. <laughs> basically, yeah, this is the You Run Sharknado franchise now. <laughs> um, and then it literally goes from that, you get the fade to black, and it instantly hits go, 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 Sharknado again. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, brilliant. I felt like giving this a standing ovation, I honestly did. If I'd have seen this in the cinema, 100%, I'd have stood up and clapped it. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was fantastic. Man, honestly, I haven't had this much fun watching a film in such a long time no i i haven't and uh, it's so good and we're gonna we'll get to that bit in a minute but before we do um there's no three word reviews this week so i decided i'd replace it with a game we know you love games depending on the game where are you going with this uh, we're gonna play a game called cameo uh, so, that sounds all right that sounds all right yeah, you you like this. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of names, and all you need to do is tell me if they've cameoed within the Sharknado franchise. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I'm done with that. I'll play that game. Yeah, you, you're happy with that? I, I'm saying it like I have a choice at this point. I don't have a fucking you, choice anymore. Well, you, you do have a choice. You could not play it, and then that's the end of the episode. Thanks for listening. <laughs> and then everyone will hate you for being miserable. What, so you're uh, telling me I could have done that the last seven times you've done Broken Spirit? Yeah. Uh, so the first one okay so your first one kelly osborne uh yeah she was she was in do i have to give which film it's in if you can give what film it's in that's great but if you can't don't worry she was in part two i'm pretty sure she's in part two she was in part two uh number two robert england no no he wasn't you're doing well uh the chippendales what, was in like the strippers or like the cartoon <laughs> no, mice? No, 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 I was in the strippers. <laughs> uh, uh, how big are they? Are they like a thing? Is that like a noteworthy cameo thing? I, I think they're they're quite a big thing in the States. They're hunky many yes, technical. I'll say, I'll say yes, then I'll say yes. Yeah, they're, they are in it. They're in Shark Mania 4. Uh, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. Oh, that would be awesome. Um but no, no, he's a very intelligent man. He's not gone to China, though, surely. He hasn't. Um, <laughs> uh, former playmate, uh, former Playboy playmate, uh, Holly Madison. I don't know who that is, but I'm going to say yes, just based on the description you've just given of her. Yes, she is. She's in Sharknado 3. Uh, she played Sergeant Harrison at the base. Uh, do you remember the band Salt and Pepper? The rap yeah. group? Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, Pepper from Salt and Pepper was she in Sharknado? Yes, she was. She was in Sharknado too. <laughs> Which one was she in Sharknado too? I have no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a random passerby, uh, Demi Moore. No chance. You sure? No chance. No fucking way. She wasn't. You're doing really well at this, uh, Fabio, <laughs> as in the guy who does the hair commercials. Yes, surely to God, he. This is right up his alley. Fabio is in Sharknado 5 I will give you an instant win if you can tell me what character he plays he plays a historic character as in a, a historical figure kind of oh um, oh yeah because is that the time travel one I don't know one of them they go back in time I'm sure they do I can't wait until we no. get to that point <laughs> I'm going to tell you he plays the Pope 
I would never have got that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bam Bagera of um, Jackass fame. Yes. No. No. Oh, no, no way. No, he, he didn't. Uh, Olympic gold medalist diver Tom Daly. In fact, Sir Tom Daly now. Is he a sir? Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. He's a knight of I the mean, obviously, I'm, I don't know. I'm not taking anything away from him. I, but fuck me. If I had to dive off a cliff, then I'm, I'd want a knighthood. <laughs> Is it, has he appeared in Shark Mayday? Uh, no. He has. Has he really? <laughs> He's in Shark Mayday 5. <laughs> oh, how many of these? Is he? Uh, oh, how many Shark Nados are there? Yeah. Uh, how, many, how many questions did you uh, ask? Seven. Right. Seven, okay. so maybe eight. Got... There's quite a dedicate a full season to this. We could do a full season of Sharknado reviews. I don't know how many listeners we'd have left afterwards. I reckon it would skyrocket. <laughs> well, we'll judge it based on how well this episode does. <laughs> this episode's not doing very well. <laughs> uh, uh, John Travolta. No. Sure? Yeah, no, no. I don't think he's in it. No, he's he's not in it. Um, <laughs> let, let's stick with that theme. Olivia Newton-John. No, she is. And her daughter. Is she really in Sharknado Five? Wow, everyone's in Sharknado Five. <laughs> I've got three more for you. Uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. As in, As in four, the, four the, the love actually dude, the yeah, yeah. Hill guy. Yeah, that's it. Um, no, surely not. No, he's not. That's. Uh, <laughs> I'm just looking at the two names I've got left, and I'm going, there's no way you're going to go for either of them. <laughs> <laughs> I should have written this list written this list a little bit better. Uh, uh, Matthew Lillard. No chance. No, he's not. And the final one is Gary Busey. Oh, this is right up Gary Busey's street. He's got to be in one of these somewhere. Surely yeah. to God. Yeah, Gary Busey is. Gary Busey is in number four. <laughs> That is literally the clientele for these type of films. It's Gary Beauty. <laughs> honest to God, when I went through the list of cameos, honestly, I've not even scratched like 10% of the cameos that are in these movies. It's insane. It's literally insane. And we've mentioned maybe, I wouldn't even say 20% of the ones that are actually in in the film we've just reviewed. We've no. maybe skimmed the surface of how many we actually picked up on. No, because you spotted one that you mentioned to me beforehand, which was Michael Winslow. Yes, the police academy guy who does the sound effects. He's, um, as Finn arrives at the NASA space, uh, space station. Space um, station? The space station. Space station. station, station, the space station. station. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he know arrived. if anyone's realised, me and Mark have been on the beer for quite a while just to get into this episode. <laughs> you have to. I think you have to to get through this. Newsweek's going to be interesting after this, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fair way in now. <laughs> it's just me and you giggling and laughing for an hour and a half we're going to get the figures about three people listened one was you one was me and one was Lisa <laughs> and Elise we name dropped Elise early on so she'll definitely check it out oh this is true we'll, we'll, I'll tell you what we'll tag lots of people in the um, in the launch of this so we get at least a couple people listen yeah we <laughs> might have to we might have to but yeah Michael Michael Winsler the um, the noise effect guy from Please can me. He um, he escorts Finn into the space station. Yeah, um, I, I was decide- expecting to do some like noise effects and stuff, but he doesn't. He just literally plays it straight last. Which is yeah, weird. decidedly disappointed. You didn't go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, just something like that just would have made me laugh. But he didn't do anything. He just played it really casual and played. Yeah, I mean, even something basic, just like a. 
something like that that just make you go, oh yeah, I know who that is now because I missed that completely. Or even if like you opened the door for Finn and just went, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, I'm a hundred percent in for that. Um, this movie is mental, so let's get into facts because they're even more mental than the movie itself. It's time to find out what you know about this movie and what we know. It's facts. Okay, I said earlier that this movie is riddled with callbacks and nods to other things. So during the first few, when we first go inside the RV, The Beast, um, they're talking about things they've pulled from sharks' mouths that they've eaten, all sorts of things, including license plates. One of the license plates on the wall is the license plates from Jaws, 1975, the one that they pull out of the shark in the very first movie. That's cool. I like that. That's a nice little touch on on um, on the Jaws thing. Yeah, I, I, this really harks back to Jaws a lot. It, it slams home Jaws a lot in everything it can. Yeah, um, um, in that scene as well, though, just I know we're way off topic and well past all the caring in this <laughs> review right now. But did you catch that bit in the uh, in the RV where they cut that shark open? It's like, oh, they live in the clouds now. We know because we found ice in his stomach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck off, man. I was like, surely that would have melted by the time you picked this thing up. Well, no, they had it in a freezer still. How does she know the ice didn't get there for it being in the freezer that it was in when she opened it? I have no idea, but it was a perfect way of explaining that the clouds, the clouds are now the habitat of these sharks and they're living in the sky. Yeah, and it's fine because it's Nova, and I am honestly in love with that woman now. Is that your new poster? A hundred percent. If I if I was sixteen again, this would be the poster on my wall. It'd be Nova coming out of the water in Shark Bay Day Three. Um, the original crew for this movie were all fired, every single one of them, because they tried to form a union to get better pay. Oh, really? Like yeah. that's actually a thing. I've seen it in like sitcoms and stuff about unions being very bad and things, but they actually did try that. Yeah, so they tried to form a union because the pay apparently for the crew on Sharknado was below what was expected within the market. Um, when the production company got wind of the fact this was happening, before they had chance to finish all the paperwork for the union, they fired all of them. That's insane. Yeah, and delayed the movie by six months for doing it. So this happened. Actually, they must have been better off for doing it, otherwise they wouldn't have done it in the first place. No, and happened mid-production as well. Really? <laughs> yeah, so midway through, you've got the crew that have worked on this. To, I, I think they've done it almost half the movie. So half the movie's shot, and then they went, right, you're all fired. And it doesn't matter in this movie, because we have no plot, no storyline, no nothing. So it doesn't matter who we bring in next. We'll just carry on, and it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. This... <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is where it gets really crazy. The role of the US president was originally offered to Sarah Palin, um, and she turned it down. Next, Donald Trump was approached for this role and he accepted it. He backed out to gear up for his own real life presidential campaign. Oh, could you imagine how fucking meta that would have been if Donald Trump would have played that role? That would yeah. have blown my mind watching that now. But yeah, he 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 literally he was weeks away from filming where he actually turned around and said, no, actually, I'm going to run for real president. So I'm going to give this one a swerve. That's insane. That's absolutely mental. <laughs> um, Chris Jericho's character in this is named Bruce. Uh, Bruce is the name of the shark from Jaws and also the shark from Finding Nemo. 
also named after the shark from Jaws. Daniel Radcliffe requested a cameo appearance in this, but was turned down. But they actually said no to Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> the only thing I can think of, the only reason that makes sense for saying no is that his agent wanted too much money. But if Daniel good. wants to do it, if he's putting himself forward to be a part of it, I suppose he's saying either way, doesn't he? Yeah, exactly. The thing is, how good would a Harry Potter in Universal Studios who make the Harry Potter movies, wielding a Harry Potter wand as a tourist, getting eaten by a shark while shouting Expecto Patronum, would have taken this movie to a whole other level. Yeah, I'd have been all over that. That would have been amazing. <laughs> um the marquee on the outdoor cinema um, displays a night of horror, The Shining and Psycho. Now, these double features is actually a double movie reference. So it's a reference to those movies because they're horror movies. It's a, a good reference there. But these are also the same movies that are displayed on the marquee of a cinema in the movie Twister. So it's a meta reference within a meta reference. That's crazy. I would never, I don't think anybody would have ever picked up on that either. The level of detail they go into is just ridiculous. Absolutely crazy. Um, Well above and beyond what it deserves. (laughs) Yeah. Um, This is the final film of Jackie Collins, unfortunately. Um, And it's the, it's Anne Coulter's debut. So we lost a legend and gained an arsehole. Um, (laughs) I don't know if you noticed, I don't like that woman. Uh, Finn's spaceship looks like it's made of hockey armour. And the reason for that is because it is actual ice hockey armour. The trousers and the legs move freely and are clearly not attached to the top half. Um, It's not airtight in any way, shape or form. Oh, you, you said spaceship. You mean his suit? His suit, yeah. Sorry, his space suit, not his spaceship, his space suit. <laughs> yeah, his... yeah, this fucking washing machine shit. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's so, so shit. Um, Jerry Springer appears in the movie as a tourist in Universal Studios. Uh, due to other commitments, he insisted that his cameo was cut short. They originally intended for him to have a much bigger role in the movie. Is he still a thing? Is that... Is... I, like, I know he was massive, like massive in, in the day. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I still I think he went into politics. I, I think he still warrants everyone shouting, go Jerry, go Jerry. But I think that's about as famous as he is now. Yeah, that was that was that was weird. That was a weird time in our lives when we had Jerry Springer show. Jerry, especially when they got the the sound guy would like when they like went to fight, he'd like ring the fucking boxing bell. Ding, ding. Ah, oh, it just got so weird, didn't it? How much would you love to be the sound guy? <laughs> I'd just be ringing the bell when nothing's happening to cause a fight. <laughs> uh, there are no scores from listeners this week because we, we didn't ask you because this is our selfish episode. So really sorry. Um, where do I start with this movie? It's trash. It is... It's trash, but you can't get a movie that embraces how shit it is more than Sharknado. Or the, this Sharknado. Sharknado 1 and 2 is terrible, but this one fully embraces... No, 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 no. Sharknado 1 is terrible. Sharknado 2 is all right. Yeah, th- this is better. Um, the CGI is poor at best. The storyline has more plot holes than a sieve. The acting's terrible. It's hammy. Everything's overacted to a million percent. I have not laughed as hard and as long at a movie in such a long time. I fought hard against one and two 
add Sharknado 3 has it's broken me. I, I'm on board. Um, I'm genuinely excited to see what happens in Sharknado 4. The Fourth Awakens. Wow, is that what it's called? Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I can only assume this is going to be us going after the hole. It's got to be. Um, before I score this, I'm going to send an open invitation to any member of the cast from Sharknado 4. If you hear this and you know of this show or you see anything on social media and you hear me say these words i want you to appear on the show when we do our sharknado 4 review at some point in the future if you based contact on the cameos based on the cameos in this last film man we could end up with like fucking shakira on yeah on <laughs> i literally if you hear this please 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 contact us you can do it in so many ways go to yourunpodcast.com click on record us a message any of our social medias at you run podcast we're on tiktok we're on twitter we're on instagram send me a message it comes through straight to me i will reply to you uh, the same goes out a call out to our listeners if you know anyone who's involved in the sharknado franchise and you know someone through a friend of a friend and you can get someone from this franchise on the show please, please, please put them in touch with me because I want to do Sharknado 4 with someone who was involved. I desperately, desperately do. Um, now I've said all that, I want you all to sit down. No one could be standing as I score this movie um, purely out of just my just unbridled enjoyment of this movie. I'm scoring Sharknado 3 a 9 out of 10. Holy fucking shit. No way are you scoring this a 9 out of 10. <laughs> I absolutely love I bought in from the opening Bond, James Bond-style opening credits, and I was in from that point, and I didn't back out. It's great. I love it. I I am, I am genuinely gobsmacked by your score. <laughs> That's the kind of score I expected to give, not you. <laughs> this is if they can continue this this has a a fighting chance of becoming my new favorite franchise outside of a nightmare on elm street wow yeah wow <laughs> um yeah after that bombshell over to you what have you got to say about it i genuinely didn't go prepared i didn't think we were going to go this de- this in depth with our, with our critique of the sharknado franchise i'll be honest um wow pressure so this the, I I like this I like this a lot. This first Sharknado film, as we both know, was was very disappointing for all of us involved. It was Shit. not an enjoyable experience. Um, and then I felt the second one did very much what I wanted the first one to do, but not quite. It was still on that level, but better. Yes, this, this was just fucking perfect it was perfect it was done in a way that the the satire and the humor and everything else that goes with it just landed on so many levels that you wouldn't expect a film like this too um the writing and the development of the story i mean i say the story i just mean the development (laughs) of the plot progression and the, the notes that they've taken along the way and the the attention to detail as you've already discussed it just doesn't warrant a production like this. And it's done. You can tell that at this point in the franchise that the writers are starting to take care of it. And they're starting to yeah. make it feel like it's, it is a franchise and they know that they're working towards a franchise. So everything that they do and everything that they deliver, they're trying to make sure that it's there for a purpose. And it's something that this is the first film that we've reached where it actually feels like that is the case. 
the cameos are outstanding. There's nothing you can really say regarding the multiple appearances on screen. You blink and you miss them and you've got some grade A celebrity or some relevant pop culture icon popping up on screen and dying in some really, really cool way. And Jedward. And Jedward, of course. (laughs) (laughs) You have terrible, terrible, terrible CGI, but you also have that contrasting blend of practical effects in there every now and again, which do look fantastic. The CGI is awful. The practical is there. The acting... It's got to the point within this series where you've got to feel like they're given the cues to be this over the top. I don't feel like you... I never really thought about it with the Tara Reid character because I just hate her and I hate her acting and I hate everything she does in this film and this series. But like you mentioned earlier, that you think that maybe she is just pointed in that direction by this point. Yeah. Um, Something that I've never really given much consideration to. But now you say it kind of really does make me question whether she is doing this deliberately or not, or she is that bad. Um, I certainly think Finn is playing up to what he's been told to do. Yeah. Um, which is only doing damage to his career at this point, because I feel like maybe he does have a little bit of potential as an actor. <laughs> his career is Sharknado. It's, yeah, he's 100% sailing that ship right now. Um, and he's dedicated to it. He's definitely being typecast now. He's not getting any work outside of this franchise ever again. So, sure, milk it till the cows come home. But Overall, I I really enjoyed this. I haven't had this much fun watching a film in a very, 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 very long time. Like, I laughed from start to finish. There were things that I was just like, wow, that is just incomprehensible that I've just sat down and witnessed. Um, I'm not as ridiculous as you are, so I'm going <laughs> to give this a 8 out of 10. You four don't score it. Yeah. No, so I don't four. know why I did that. Sorry, I'm a four <laughs> out of five guy. You got carried away. Or you've had too many beers. Definitely had too many beers. Um, this is one of the highest scoring movies this season. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. What have we uh, had this season that this is being? This is being Child's Play 2. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I scored this higher than Charles. I think this is one of the highest scores I've given this season. Anyway, now our credibility is gone. Yeah, we're going to be back next week. And we are back with our season finale. It is almost at an end. We are doing Cabin in the Woods and we get the long awaited return of Heather. Strap in, Fox. You know what she brings to the table. (laughs) Buckle up. Next week's going to be awesome. Uh, it is the last official episode of the season. Uh, after that, we have got our franchise head-to-head, and then that's us done for a little while. Um, huge thank you for everyone who listens. I I appreciate, and Mark loves the fact that you all listen, you reach out to both of us, and you you talk to us, and you tell us when things are good. And I'm pretty sure this week you're going to tell us when things are shit, and I'm sure I'm getting some <laughs> backlash for a 9 out of 10 on Sharknado. <laughs> I feel like we should just keep this episode for ourselves. <laughs> Maybe not release it all. No, this is our special secret episode that I've teased and I've teased. I've I've done I've done Nightmare on Elm Street music. I've done Friday the Thirteenth music. <laughs> I've done Scream music. I've done Silence of the Lambs, The Candyman. I've had so many messages going. What are you doing? Ah, don't worry about it. You'll find out. <laughs> so not only have you just week in, week out pissed me off with your stupid quizzes and all the rest of it, you have now just turned all our listeners against us as well. 
I would like to think that all of the listeners were pleased when they got to this episode and they were expecting a huge episode and they got Sharknado 3. They got so you've literally episode. just said you have been teasing them with promises of A Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Candyman. Yeah. You name it. And you're delivering on the Sharknado franchise. <laughs> I think it's a win all round. Everyone wins. <laughs> Nobody wins. Nobody wins here. <laughs> I did. I loved it. Um, anyway, we will catch you all on Newsweek on Friday uh, and then next week for our season finale. So until then, I guess I'll see you later. Cheers, guys. See you next week. You want to die tonight? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the You Run Podcast. Don't forget, to get involved in the show, all you need to do is head to our website, yourunpodcast.com. This is not our show. This is your show.